Welcome to Three Guys, Three Questions, where three friends test the limits of propriety through the questions we ask. This week, we're sponsored by Clout. I'm Aaron L.M. Goodwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Andrew Seppich. Say hello, Andrew. Hey, how's it going? Pretty, pretty well. It's very hot. It's very hot. Uh, That California desert. (sighs) Yep. I'm also joined by Cody Anderson Allen. Oh, <laughs> that was a test. <laughs> he wrote, folks, he wrote that in there. That uh, <laughs> passed. Good job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> if you're new to the show, here's how it works each host asks a question, then each host gives their answer. Hilarity hopefully ensues, and we move to the next question. This episode is all about success. And I have today's first question, so I'm going to ask it to you right now. Are you ready for it? Do I have a choice? Can your ear holes receive it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ready. (laughs) Please. (laughs) All right. Um, My question is, what's one way you measure success? I would say uh, maybe the biggest way you can measure success, and this is pretty broad, but just about anybody. If you're at their house, how fast is their internet? internet (laughs) how fast is it and also does it cover their whole house you know someone's fake rich if they got a big house fast internet but there are pockets where it doesn't cover you know what i'm saying Mm, yeah that's what i would say that's my number one (laughs) go-to that's a pretty good judge um because it like means it's also a good way to measure like how um current on like the world they are you know what i mean like how how dialed in are they because like mm, right. people who have slow internet and don't even know it what that's obviously they're not paying attention well you can tell a lot from someone if they have slow internet connection because you're like they probably still have cable mm, and they <laughs> they probably watch tv with commercials <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of rubes yeah just bumpkins <laughs> and like as far as i'm concerned if i go to your house and you're one of those like off the grid people you don't have internet i don't care how nice your house is you're not rich <laughs> you're not successful you're not doing well in my book your worldview is this house mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well and and i mean you're gonna miss out on all the netflix originals of course right you're you probably don't know gonna... who robin is from stranger things right Mm -hmm. um you're not even gonna have any clue about what's going on on tiktok (laughs) so how are you gonna know which cops are cool (laughs) well i mean there's a there's a pretty simple answer to that one and it is none of them (laughs) that's uh, yeah that's a really good measure although i hate to burst your bubble but like i'm i'm pretty much i don't know i i don't think i'm successful but i'm getting like 200 up 200 down nice Mm. yeah but pretty good i mean here's the thing here's the thing about that if your house isn't that great but you've got good internet we can hang out we can chill there's nothing worse than going to someone's house and they're like (laughs) they don't share their wi-fi with you or they don't even have wi-fi you're like well what what do i what do i do here what happens if i mention it (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's like what do i do with my downtime right now like you're <laughs> off in somewhere else doing something and i'm just here i'm sitting have you ever been been to someone's house and you ask them like what their what their internet password is like what's the what's the password to your wi-fi and they look at you like what 
like, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Whiffy? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what? That's a good question. What's wrong with you? And they come back and it's always like, A, J, plus, <laughs> Y, 7, hash mark, hash mark, <laughs> Q. You're like, you never it- changed it from the default? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know a guy, he was a computer programmer, his dad was a computer programmer, and their password was like the max character limit for their router. So it was like 72 characters long. <laughs> so if you ever like, if you ever came over and wanted the internet, it's like, all right, let me go get the tome. I think it's like an old book and like, oh, that's the open up. It's like a pop-up book. It opens up like three different times. They just, they just drop a whole ream of that old printer paper that's all connected. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I want to imagine a ledger because you know they change it every three months. So they have like, oh, what is it now? <laughs> Oh, you have to have some sort of like fob. <laughs> <laughs> so I have I have that. So my work computer um, is is a MacBook Pro, and so oh, this, you really just, held on to that Pro. You're like a MacBook well, Pro. Well, I, I realized as I was talking, like, oh, this is not going to be an interesting story, but I'm already deep into it. So too late. <laughs> <laughs> so um, some motherboards have a special like hex. Um, code that's is significant to every motherboard anyway so if you want to log into your computer it'll use that to log in anyway macs don't have that in there so i have to get a, a usb that i put a code on and then i have to plug it in before i turn on my computer your computer I, has a key like a car yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> I, I, was, I really, I looked online if I could find like an ignition, the USB. <laughs> so I put it in, and you don't turn it on until you twist it. But that's not a thing. That but I was like, cool. oh. Anyway, like, it's like a. Is that a Yubi key? Is that what it's? Is, is it's not like a. It's not generating a code. It's like you have to plug it in. Yeah. So when I created my BitLocker account, it creates a code and then puts it on my USB. BitLocker. Yeah. So it's not saved on the computer. So if I don't have the key, someone can't log into my computer. Gotcha. On my it's, person. It's really funny because, like, I as somebody <laughs> as somebody who manages MacBooks for like my job. Mm-hmm. That's all very funny to me. <laughs> Why is that? Yeah, I know it is to get around that. <laughs> <laughs> oh well yeah well this case it's on windows and so i can still get to my mac machine without it but yeah yeah i mean someone could just destroy it. i this is more for protecting the information that makes sense yes this this is because i have things on there someone could definitely steal that easy. yeah <laughs> um i hope everyone enjoyed this little nerd diversion uh hmm. the- <laughs> give us some more information what else do you want to know about that's nerd <laughs> Back to the question, Andrew. How do you uh, how do you measure success by um, how many how many USBs people have on their keychain? Yeah, if they how many dongles they have hanging from their belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, so I I like I measure someone who is successful by how they treat other people because I feel like you can be a successful person and just be super rude, and I'm like that that person might be financially successful, but I don't think that's a successful person. And I think, you wow. know, how you, I think You're how you treat with it. I know. And I realized that as through the rest of these questions, I'm like, Oh no, this is, I'm going to be the boring one. <laughs> You're the new Adam. You're going to no. be all serious and deep. And <laughs> what have I done? I mean, Adam's great. I love him, but, um, 
No, like I think that it's it's really how you treat people, especially people that can't do anything for you. I think is a measure of a successful person. Because I think even people who wouldn't be financially successful can still see people as a stepping stone of their own success. Um, there's like a lot of people like that. I think the world like trains you to be that way as like a survival tactic. And like, yeah. it's a, it's a really big, cause I've kind of been going through this lately where it's like a realization of like, Oh, like I can just feel a sense of solidarity for other people instead of a sense of like, uh, contempt. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're in the same you know what they're like in the same pile of crap as i am like <laughs> yeah that's a good way of looking at it yeah so that's that's really nice and sweet mine is how much money you have i think that <laughs> <Yeah>. is the, <laughs> the ultimate measure of success uh, nothing but, else uh, really uh, matters <laughs> It's so you it's like the the rapper um distinction of success is how much diamonds and gold they have. Yeah. Do you got a PJ? Success. <laughs> I'm more I'm more of the camp of uh iced tea where I'm successful when I don't have to use my AK. But yeah. <laughs> That's how you know it was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um is that wait, is that ice cube? Oh, that's Ice Cube. Yeah. So many icy boys. My real answer is not money. Um, my real answer is that I think the, the, the way I measure success is if people have control over how they spend their time. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like, actually, that was going to be my answer if I changed it. But yes. I, I think I like because you can you can pretty much be like a really wealthy person and you can have like all the trappings of success. Um, you can have like all the things you would want. You could have like popularity, you could have influence, whatever. But if you don't have like any control over your life and you're constantly being controlled by other things, then like, what's the point? <laughs> like, who cares? Like, that sucks. That's a crappy way to live. And I've like known a lot of like really people who have been considered successful whose lives are just like completely out of control and they're miserable. And that, I mean, it does not, it does not seem fun. And I know like people who like, um, who are like dirt poor, but like they don't, they can just do, they're always just doing absolutely what they want to be doing at that time. Like, so it's like, uh, the, like Dave Chappelle when he left, uh, comedy central, like he had, he was getting all this money, but he had like no control over his life. And like people, he owed people his time and creative outlet. <laughs> yeah, I and guess. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm just gonna go to Africa. See you later. Isn't that what he did? He went to Africa. Yeah, he went to South Africa for a few years. That's cool. I really got a lot of sharks there, though. You know, I I don't think I'd be mostly in, like most of the sharks are in the water, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's that bell? <laughs> that was a good one. Um, if I went to South Africa and there are sharks walking around, I'm like, this is not a place for me. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> I'm gone. I have a question. Oh, uh, what's good? The... Oh, because we because we're gonna need three of them for this show. Oh, good. <laughs> My question is, 
What is the worst advice you've been given by a successful person? <laughs> I like this question so much. This is a good question. So this is um, some advice that I, I don't know if it was necessarily advice, but it was definitely from a person who thought they were successful. But they told me that they never tip at a restaurant. Oh, <laughs> and they told me the reason behind this is because they're like, if it's something I can do myself, I should not tip them. And I'm like, oh, you have never worked in the food industry before. <laughs> and he had it. And so, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a way someone who's never worked <laughs> in a service <laughs> position would think. And the, the thing is, is like, maybe this also has to do with my last answer, but, you know, treating people is nice and important. And I think that a tip while nice financially is also like, I guess my feeling is like a feeling of like, hey, I know what you're doing is hard here's some more money because I appreciate your effort. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. Like tipping sucks and it's stupid, right? Like people mm -hmm. should just pay people. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. people, people shouldn't That's exist. True. It shouldn't be a thing, but it is. And you're a butthead if you don't tip. <laughs> and like, maybe other people know. don't share this opinion. And that's fair. I guess that, but you're wrong. You should, I don't know. It's just, I've, I've worked in food industry for up until college. It's like 10 years. Well, there's, there's, there's this whole like brain worms thing that exists in the world that, that, that lately I've been really thinking about and has really been pissing me off. And it's this thing of, well, this is screwy. This, this whole system is messed up, man. Like this is wrong. And, and it, and and so you're like, so I'm not going to play into this, you know, but like the way you do it is by affecting the people who are victims of the thing you're saying is wrong. Exactly. Like, what? <laughs> like, I agree with you. The system is broken. Let's fix it. And like, no, let's just not pay them a tip anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so well, you're I'm like, not, I'm I don't even <laughs> concerned about what immediately affects me about this thing oh okay so it's like so it's not really the system. idealism or something but it's not idealism it's just selfishness <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's i don't know it's maybe it's also the, the mindset of seeing other people as people who work all day and i know it's not easy working in the food industry people people we we don't pay people a commensurate wage for like the difficulty of the job. Like the whole idea that like, Oh, people get paid what their job is. The value that they bring to their, that's annoying because, and really dumb because like janitors would be millionaires. Like that is a very <laughs> valuable job. I would like to not sit in poop and people who clean poop, like people whose job is to interact with like bodily fluids so that I don't have to, should make like a lot of money because I don't want to do that. <laughs> like that's very valuable. <laughs> they bring a lot to the table. <laughs> I have like scars on my hands from like when I like were cleaning and I cut myself or hurt myself. And I'm like, I'm going to have that my entire life. And I, <laughs> and I made $10 and that was pretty good at the time. <laughs> $10 an hour. I just, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's really bad. But, the the worst advice I ever got from someone who is a successful person was I was told that and the problem with this advice is it sounds really good. 
Like it sounds like really good advice. I'm sure if you go to like r slash get motivated, like this is in there <laughs> 400 million times. Uh, like, you know, in some video of Will Smith <laughs> with some score from a movie. But it's like, don't blame anyone but yourself. And it was like at a time where things were going really bad for me, like it, in in my work life. And someone was like trying to like give me some motivation, I guess. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to try that. Like, I'm not going to blame anybody. I'm just going to take full responsibility for everything. And I did that. And then I realized, oh, this is just an open invitation to be taken advantage of. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> that's what this is. This is just like, yeah, anything bad that happens to me is my fault and I should feel bad about it. Like, um, no, that's not true. Like a lot. And, and you don't have to like, you don't have to like, um, always be sorry for yourself, you know, and like have a chip on your shoulder, but like, you can also kind of like be clear headed about, Oh no, this thing that happened was crappy and it wasn't my fault. And it was definitely this person's fault. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of a healthy mindset. I was just imagining like you get mugged and stabbed. And as the guy is ruffling through your wallet, he's standing over me like, this is really your fault. You shouldn't have walked down here. (laughs) It was, had no fault that I stabbed you with this knife. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't have been here. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. My fault. I shouldn't have been living at the time you needed money. And looking back at the dynamic, the person who told me this was like someone who's a boss. And I was like, well, this is a convenient ideology for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like like the boss that says, Hey, everyone tell each other what your wages are. And then walks away and like, Oh yeah, that's inappropriate. And then you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Something Something is going on here. (laughs) Yeah, so like I just think that's really bad advice because I think it's like important to recognize when people are screwing you over and and like understand when it's something that like oh, I can do something to resolve this. Like I can either leave the situation or I can uh confront it. You know what I mean? Like d- allowing yourself to get walked over is just not good. And the 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 lie is that well you do that enough and it like it's like vitamins for your character but it's not it's just it just beats you down and makes you hate everything and feel crappy about yourself um and it's just not worth it like you you should have some self esteem and you should have some like sense of self worth to be like you know what I don't deserve all the bad things that are happening to me and, like. I used to even if that. you are an idiot, like even if you are do do <laughs> stupid stuff, like still you don't deserve everything bad that happens. I don't know. I used to have that mindset, and I used to be like, "Oh well, this is bad now, but some cosmic power will say it's my turn for something good to happen next time." Right? Like you're you're earning uh like credits. Yeah, yeah, like a <laughs> credit or karma points or something like that. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's just you're like, "Oh wait, this is never going to happen." Until like I do you're something. getting suffering tokens that you can <laughs> <laughs> oh i should make some suffering tokens someone's having a bad day like or something those, happens those like little... here you go they're <laughs> like worthless those, <laughs> those tickets you get at like chuck e cheese or something yeah, exactly that's what i was thinking like 
a 3d printed little token <laughs> just a sad face and it's like that because you work hard and you stress out to like earn all these tickets like you don't play the fun games because you're like those games don't give me as many tickets i'm gonna play a lot of these dumb games that give me all the tickets and then you have all these tickets and you're so proud of yourself and you go to turn them in to like get something good and you realize like oh the only thing i can get is like a squirt gun that like starts to bend when i put water in it because the plastic's so flimsy <laughs> or, or like those little frogs that had like little tab on their butt and you like flick it and it jumps like a half an inch <laughs> remember those <laughs> like chinese think, finger traps yeah there's nothing worse than like walking away from like the pizza parlor with like pencils and tootsie rolls and you're like well <laughs> spent and everyone else 15 dollars of quarters blast playing tekken you know yeah mm-hmm. someone was freaking playing the x-men arcade game over there and i'm sitting here on skee-ball just like oh this is not as fun <laughs> so cody what's your answer to your question I ended up in a situation and it was no fault of my own where I was talking once uh, on the phone to a recruiter for like a summer sales job. Oof, that's <laughs> a tough was, sentence. I, it, um, I don't know. He just described to me this lifestyle that I realized I never, ever wanted for myself, like regardless of the paycheck of like, oh yeah, it's super easy. Like he was trying to convince me to take this job. I was like, you're going to go out to like a strange city or whatever and you're going to pay us like a thousand bucks a month for rent and every, you know, all that kind of stuff, of course. And you wake up at nine and then you've got like meetings for two or three hours. And then from like 12 to 10, you're just out there knocking on doors, trying to sell our product. And then at 10, you come home and relax for 12 seconds. And then you go to bed because you got to wake up again. And I was like, what? People do this? <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't believe he was. And I don't know. It's just interesting. I, I would say he's successful in that like he was making like decent money and he was like, well, look at, look at me, look where I am and everything. And sure, I don't see my wife for four months out of the year, but then the rest of the year, I kind of just do nothing. I'm like, well, the the balance of, it sounds bad. I don't know. Like, <laughs> It sounds like you're literally killing your body for three months. So that yeah. You, yeah. It sounds like yeah. the empo- employment version of, of like an eating disorder. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like binging and purging. Yeah. Just binging on work and then just purging and not being able to work for like nine months. Yeah. But so it's Aaron, crazy because I know people that do that and they love it. <laughs> but I, I, I just can't imagine it seemed like bad advice. It takes like a certain personality type, which is a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Aaron, didn't you try doing that for a summer? <laughs> I did. <laughs> and it literally nearly killed me. So. <laughs> It was fun, thanks to the experiences, but I would never advise anybody to do it. In fact, I actually did advise a friend who was being talked to by one of those recruiters like, oh, yeah, no, this is all a scam and you shouldn't do it. And you should just go work McDonald's because you'll make more money. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, I like literally just laid it out for them, like in simple math and like explained it to them. Like, oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. And I actually got an angry phone call from the recruiter. (laughs) <laughs> and they like cursed me out and went off on me so uh, well it's like an mlm but for your time it's like yeah it's like you any any like uh like business that you work for and you have to pay the business to do your job even if it's for rent <laughs> red flag that's a red flag yeah. like what is this the company store i don't understand why, why do they yeah. need your money if they need your money that bad they don't have money and if they don't yeah. have money they can't give if, you money if you need me to live there pay me enough for rent yeah 
yeah it was yeah, just crazy because like now if i go on a trip for work then it's like oh we pay for your flight we pay for your hotel we give you a per diem for food and you're like oh well that that seems about right <laughs> if, if you're sending yes. me to this place to do a job for you yeah. that seems like a real job that you can do um you know without having to basically wear a polo shirt that looks like a nascar uh <laughs> car with like patches all over it <laughs> i don't know so, and just like the thing is like having no free time and being like yeah you'll just do this every day for three months don't worry you can take like monday morning off till noon but then we need you to work again you're like whoa this i don't know it's crazy it, and, and the thing they don't tell you is that like during the day people aren't at their houses because <laughs> other people who aren't crazy go to work at a job so you end up <laughs> selling whatever you have to some retired woman divorce so, widow and it's, and it's so like you you basically like have to be a shyster to do well at this like you have to you have to basically either be like super attractive or like a really dishonest person yeah <laughs> and, yeah, and that's uh, you just say something oh sure just like <laughs> It you seemed like I love those his, dull silences. <laughs> I thought like, the seemed, audio went out. Sorry. That's what this guy's like, M, like, um, MO seemed like. He was like, I'm going to sell whoever I can on this job, no matter what. Like, even if they're not the right person for this job. And I've seen a lot of people go into like MLMs or like these sort of summer, summer sales jobs. And it's like, you're not the right personality for this. It's not going to, then it doesn't work out. <laughs> and it's just, wow, you're just lost months of your life and didn't make money it's really sad i knew i would never be good at that job when i was like at someone's door and i was trying to sell them something that would literally save them like i think it was like 700 dollars a year on their television plan and they would get all the channels they still had and more and they could hook up like two different televisions that they like had tvs but they didn't have them hooked up to their cable and they were like, yeah, this is great. And I was like, okay, well, you know, and they're like, nah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, huh. All right. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know what more I can do. Like, that's like the ultimate sell. Like, I'm trying to give you money. Well, it's at that more- point where you have to be like pushy and like mean or rude. I, I, can- I can't get away with that. Cause like, yeah, just the, the way I am. People would just be like, well, you're a jerk. <laughs> like, doesn't <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm glad I got out of the game. And I'm Cody, I'm very glad you that <laughs> that you didn't get trapped in that. Yeah, me too. Oh, it's my turn for a question. And my question <laughs> is <laughs> it's funny how you're always surprised. You know, life is full of surprises. <laughs> <laughs> life is a land of contrast um so yeah my question is what is a characteristic of a successful person that you admire not the person you admire but the the characteristic you admire sorry okay um there there's a characteristic of successful people that i admire is knowing when to quit or to change or like get out like um I, I, as I've said before multiple times, like I'm a very risk averse person. Um, I think that comes from like growing up, not having much money, 
um, having like, you know, parents that like own their own business and stuff like that. So it was never like, there was never like a feeling of there's this institution undergirding me. Like I didn't ever feel like I had a safety net, you know? So like, it was like, well, if a, if a bad thing really happens, then, then I could like become homeless. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> what happens to fall back on? Like, you know what I mean? So I've always just been risk averse and people who aren't are very, I've, I'm very in awe of and people who, who it's not like just part of their personality, but they're just like smart enough to know like, Oh, this isn't working. And they don't fall for the sunk cost fallacy. You know, they like realize like I can just change. I can just go do something else. I can change careers. I can make a change in my life. I can move. I can, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, that's like scary to me. Like a lot of successful people I've met are very good at just like just making a decision like to put something behind them or move on or change. So I'm like very in in awe of that and I admire it because I definitely don't have that. <laughs> I don't know. You guys feel the same or you guys just like, no, nah, I just cut, lo- cut loose, whatever. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would say my, I would say like, I see some really successful people that sacrifice a lot of like time and effort and kind of yeah. to your point, they take risks to get where they're at and be successful, at least like financially. And I think that's one thing I definitely lack is that drive of like, you know what, I'm just going to go all in on this thing that I'm not sure about. I'll definitely yeah. just take the safe road and be like, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'll be okay here. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with that. I just, I don't know, but I think that's also, I mean, I think that's good because I think it's, you know kept me out of summer sales yeah if you sacrifice your whole (laughs) life for like success when you get the success i imagine you find out how it gets pretty empty and you didn't enjoy your whole like life along the way so Mm -hmm. i i mean i don't necessarily think that like i don't admire people who like sacrifice everything in the pursuit of like a singular goal and like completely screw over their lives for that like i don't like that's that's taking it too far but I like admire people who are willing to just like change and take risks, you know, when they, when they like know it's in their best interest and it's good. Like, like people who have, for instance, like maybe they are in a successful field and they are making money and they are on a trajectory, but they realize, Oh, this isn't the lifestyle that I want. Right. And I'm going to dial it back to do something else. Like to me, that's actually like, more brave and exemplary than somebody who just, you know, throws everything into the combustion engine of their success and just burns it all down. Like, ah, that's not great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I kind of have like the, I like in high school, I was like an artistic type of person and I like, Oh, I want to be like a musician or an artist. But then I think that's one of the things like maybe it's, the magic of like art today or entertainment today is that we imagine like, Oh, this person was walking down the street and they got discovered and they're awesome. But like really good artists spent like a lot of time perfecting their art, like a huge amount. Right. And And just being good is no, yeah, it's not being lucky. Well, obviously there's some luck, like you have to be good and lucky. But you don't post a video of YouTube covering a song and then you're like, oh, record contract. 
<laughs> I don't know. So I, I feel like for me, like putting myself out there is really hard because especially like as a musician, not only do you have to practice all the time and get really good, then you have to put yourself out there in front of other people and be willing to be hurt and be made fun of, or I don't know. It's always really hard. So I don't know. I'd really admire that to go out there and try something new and try something out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for me, I, you know, when you asked this, I thought of something and I think I'm gonna have to rephrase it. Cause originally I was like, well, definitely like a better, um, what's the word? like a better sampling of snacks at their house. So maybe <laughs> since it's a characteristic, maybe it's a better t- taste in snacks. Is that the characteristic? <laughs> like a yeah, higher totally. level of snacks, you know, not doing so well, you've got your generic, like your Sam's brand cola or your Shasta cola. If you're doing all right, you've got your Coca-Cola, your Pepsi, but if you're doing great, you've got like Sam Pellegrino lemonade. You know, <laughs> like, does this make any sense? It's a different oh, like yeah. A's versus yeah. Trader Joe's chips, you know? Yeah, I think I think knowing that someone has the bandwidth to have better taste says a lot. Or like being willing to spend more. Cuz I and think share, that, and share those yeah, snacks. And share. The good yeah. snack. And I just what? spend more but be because I know a lot of people who are like financially successful they're also like misers and they're like, "Oh, oh. I am rich because yeah. I use Sam's Club soda instead of Coke." There's this there's this sketch that was on Saturday Night Live like back in the like I think late 80s early 90s. Um and it's with Steve Martin and Martin Short and th- like that group of people. Mm-hmm. Um and it's called it's it's a it's like a sitcom called The Eggshell Family. And like the you know like the joke is like the family's last surname is Eggshell or something. Um but like the whole premise is the whole house like everyone's walking on eggshells. <laughs> like there's a phone call and they're like, should I get it? Oh uh, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh. And, you know, everyone's scared to do everything. There's like this nervous, scared energy. And that's what I thought of when, like with your first answer, Cody, about like the Wi-Fi. there's just these people who you go to their house and you're like, no, can't handle this energy. Nope. <laughs> can't do it. Negative. And it's like a lot of the times is people who have like a lot of money, mm-hmm. they, they're doing fairly well. They're comfortable. Like you can tell that they're well off, but like the energy of their house is like, this is bad. They definitely don't have like any snacks. They don't care about anybody else. They like, <laughs> you open their fridge and there's like a single bottle of kombucha, you know, it's like, this is wrong. <laughs> What's going on? here <laughs> what are these people are they alive are they robots i gotta leave and so like if they have like you know that san pellegrino lemonade then you know like oh they've like thought about i'm gonna host what's with people who don't know how to host other people what's that, that i hate that yeah yeah uh, that's yeah i think that it's uh you know i think it says like hey i am willing to enjoy life and that's to a, me, like that's the best part of life is like enjoying time with other people, right? And like I don't know, enjoying like, good food with people, because uh, if you're there, that means they want you to be there, and they offer something nice. They want like, hey, this is something good. You should try this, or enjoy yourself as well. Yeah, um, that's uh, yeah. I would say that that's a good characteristic. Yeah, I think that is a pretty that that's definitely something I admire in people like that you feel like you can be comfortable around them too. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. 
Like that says a lot about where they're at that they want to make you feel comfortable. <sighs> Did you guys ever like grow up having a second fridge in your garage? We had a second fridge <laughs> in our garage. Yeah, yeah. I was never the second fridge person. <laughs> we we weren't wealthy, but I remember always going to oh, my we friend's house. We weren't wealthy, but we had a second fridge. <laughs> I think about the second fridge; it's so much worse than the house fridge. It's obviously the yeah. old fridge just moved. Yeah, I wonder how does the second fridge feel about that? Like it must feel terrible to be the second fridge it's out in the garage. It's like always hotter or colder in the garage than in the house. <laughs> I mean, it's we just, have the second fridge right now. Like it's. <laughs> It's great. It's Dual always fridge. the the freezer's full of meat and the fridge is full of soda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a well. Okay, do you guys have a chest freezer? That's how you know. Really I never had one of that's, those. Yeah, that's if you can hide a body in that. There. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is why. This is why I'm gonna be uh, single for the rest of my life because I when I was. <sighs> I must have only been like 28 or something, 27. And I like that wasn't that long saved, ago. I saved up my that was like almost 10 years ago. I saved <laughs> up my money and I was like, oh, I got all this money. And what are you going to do? You're going to go go party in Vegas. Or are you going to get some cool clothes? You No, I bought a chest freezer. that's my version of treating myself and now i own and have for several years a chest freezer see that sounds like an investment though it's pretty great the other things (laughs) are just fleeting fancies yeah truly that's also the name of my new band it's a glam rock band (laughs) fleeting (laughs) fancies nice yeah what about you um so one of the characteristics i um i like a people that i find successful that i really admire is they like they know where they come from because I, there's like there are wealth like there are people that are wealthy and there's people that are successful and i think a lot of times people who are wealthy aren't necessarily successful people because i think there's a it's there's the, that term where you're born on third base but you feel like you hit a triple <laughs> so you're wealthy but like well with all the situation and all the advantages you have you would have to be like pretty dumb not to be successful at this point in your life right and those people feel like oh i'm a great success because i'm wealthy and you're like, well no but i think people that are truly successful still know like oh this is where i was this is where i am now and they're like really willing to help other people mm-hmm I don't know. People who are who are willing to invest in other people that like says a lot about their way of thinking about life. I think it's a pretty good indicator of a quality person. My other answer is a second fridge in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say too, I have never once in my life heard that saying. Did you make it up? I think I may have heard it somewhere, but it's a good saying that I think about all the time. Because I think it's true. I think we've all met a person sometimes in people in political situations where they were born on third base, but they feel like they accomplished that. They feel it's their fault they're there. Uh, so many so many people like that. Meanwhile, I'm like the bat boy. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm the person at home listening on the radio. <laughs> no, but I think that I think the majority of and 
maybe this is a social economic issue, but a lot of people who are successful monetarily are that way because of the places they started. Yeah. That's like the whole idea of privilege or whatever. Like, yeah. And, and people who are people who are unable to recognize that, what are you doing? What? Like, (laughs) yeah. And so if I see it like a person who's like successful, but they still recognize you like, Oh, okay. I understand. You've been on a journey. Like, it's hard for me to even say like, like when we were talking about, I didn't say I grew up poor. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I started to say that and I was like, well, we weren't really poor compared to like, I didn't even really want to think of myself that way, but like, you know, compared to a lot of people, we probably were like, (laughs) there was was some really lean times, you know, we did have a second fridge, but that it wasn't like fancy in it. And it was definitely like, uh, not full of San Pellegrino. <laughs> it's like full of dad's root beer <laughs> or like more like homemade things, you know, but like, right. yeah, it, it it's just funny people, people who like have no qualms about, about feeling like they're really good. Like what's, what's with people who have self-confidence? What's yeah, up what's, with that? How, do, how does that happen? Where do you, how does that- where do you buy that? <laughs> how so, does that work? Uh, I'll share a story with um, someone uh, that I know who he was talking to me and my wife. And he's like, oh, yeah, because we were just talking about we worked really hard. We just bought a house last year and how it's a pain because after you buy your house, you're like on a list. And so everyone who wants to try to scam you will smell you everything. Anyway, so we're talking and he's like, oh, yeah, we just bought a house, me and my wife. And it's awesome. And we're like renting on the top. And then I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's like, he's pretty young. And he does summer sales. And I'm like, well, that's really cool. That's really awesome. And then like a week later, he's talking about, he says, oh, well, uh, um, actually, my uh, my parents help pay for, for, for half of it. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, that's still cool. I mean, it's still hard. Um, and then like two weeks later, it's like, oh, and my wife's parents paid for the other half of it. I'm like, oh, so you didn't buy a house. <laughs> but for, for whatever reason, this person felt like they succeeded accomplishing something and, and they I had think, to prove it to someone else, but really like, Oh, well not really. Yeah. And it like, they, they have to know that that like that raises the premium. Like, you know what I mean? Like that affects everyone's perception. Cause everyone's like, Oh, they got a house. I must, something must be wrong with me. I must be an idiot. I don't know. They must have a lot more money than me or like they must be working harder or something. But like, what did they do? Just, Sell their second fridge? How did they afford yes. it? <laughs> Everyone knows the second fridge costs ten times more than the first fridge. It's just yeah, just economics. This is like that that post you see everywhere, you know that that copy pasta that's like, uh, rich people don't have a second fridge. Rich people don't tip. Rich people, you know, oh Oh, yeah, people who are wealthy don't spend their money. That's why you're not wealthy. I'm like, well, wealthy people don't eat food. Yeah, it's like that. I think that came out a few weeks ago is like they were blaming millennials not being able to afford homes because they like avocados toast or something where it's like <laughs> not, <laughs> avocados not keep the barrier to home ownership. <laughs> My parents had avocados and they have a house. <laughs> yeah, some, somehow they pulled that off. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I mean, like, it's that idea like, oh, I accomplished something. And I'm like, well, well, it's just like everyone's lying to each other about the truth. And so it's like 
just be honest. Like, just like, it's cool. Like, I feel like we should live in a society where someone's like, dude, my family bought me a house. And you'd be like, whoa, that's cool. Congratulations. That's cool. But instead it's like, I'm pretty great and I have a house. I got a house yeah. and I did it all by myself. And you're like, if you say like, I feel bad and I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if your parents like, Hey, my parents bought me a house. So rent it out the basement and then rent it out when we leave and they're letting us live there. I'm like, that's cool. But I don't yeah. know the ownership. But instead they're like, I got a house and you didn't and you're dumb. Well, it should feel bad. <laughs> it's like earlier when I said that me and my wife bought it, I got to correct. Be honest. The bank bought a house. They just let me live there. And if as long as I give them money every month. Yeah. And if you don't. If I don't, then they can just come in and kick me out. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's a good note to end the, the podcast on. <laughs> <laughs> you could be foreclosed on. So. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Remember, your ratings fuel us, so please rate and share the show wherever you listen to it. You can also subscribe to receive new episodes the moment they're released by going to 3g3q.co slash subscribe. We want to give a big thank you to our supporters on Patreon.com, where you can sign up to get access to exclusive stuff like unreleased episodes, deleted scenes, haikus, and much more. While you're at it, be sure to check out the other shows on goodstuff.fm, our podcast home. For instance, I have a show on there that you can listen to called I have no idea what I'm doing with uh, another Andrew. I only podcast with people. Uh, every podcast I'm on has to have someone named Andrew on it. So it's the rules. It's just the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also love to hear from you. So where can people get a hold of you? Hey, I'm still on Twitter. You guys haven't been messaging me, but it's still a underscore sav. Yeah. I, I mean, it, to be honest, it's probably hard for people to message you. What with, we haven't released these yet, but yeah, but that's not funny. If you say that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruining it. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, you can ruin mine too. I'm also on Twitter at opinion havers. So, Oh, nice. Sweet. Or don't, I don't know. <laughs> Do whatever. Slide into his DMS. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the DMs I, are vast. They're empty. <laughs> Hot. I'm at Aaron LM Goodwin on um, Twitter, and you can send me like all the hot TikToks. Uh, <laughs> you can also follow my new account, and this is the first time I'm telling anybody about it. It's uh, it's called it's at 2020 Moderate, so that's a fun account. <laughs> it's not political at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. It's got some real hot takes. Actually, some real cold, cold, cold takes. Um, and it's fun. Other than that, I want you to remember that MBPS are greater than USD. I also want you to remember to always blame yourself. <laughs> I also want you to remember to stock up your second fridge. And I want you to remember to question 